This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Um, we're here today after Derby's pretty disappointing 2-1 defeat to Bolton. Um, we'll get right into that um, and talk about basically Derby as a whole. Um, been a lot of noise on social media about Derby, Paul Warren, everything like that. So I'm sure we'll get onto that too. So plenty of talking points, plenty of uh, waffle for us to go through as always. Um, and joining me today, three, three, of the, three of the regulars. It's nice. Nice to have everyone here. I love the guys that join, but when it's the boys, it's it's somewhat special. So, first off, we've got Callum Bucock. How are you, pal? Not too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right, thank you. Um, played football this morning. Very hot. I think you did too. Um, it was, yeah. I, our kit is not very breathable. Neither is ours. Yeah, rough morning. Rough morning. Uh, we've got Chris Matthews Redwood too. How are you, Chris? I'll admit, yeah, battling the bugs, but um, I'm here and able and willing just <laughs> good man good man see that's the commitment we get on this podcast mm. that's what we have uh and last and least uh jamie page <laughs> how are you mate the hate the hate for me <laughs> new levels. no, no I'm, brought I'm on all mate. yourself yeah it's true <laughs> i'm feeling a little bit close to uh chris down here i hope he doesn't pass his lurgy Oh. <laughs> yeah you certainly don't want that um and i guess we better jump in we're going to talk about the referee and stuff very early on get it out of the way get it done so we don't have to talk about it again um before uh we get onto that i've just seen a comment from mark drury who's put consider a football detox of two weeks um well luckily for you we've got no games so you know <laughs> the, the problem is when we play you should be uh delaying it for about two weeks but right, I've got a list of every single refereeing decision yesterday and I wanted this group to just sort of go through it. Um, I'll, I'll read them all out now and then we'll, we'll sort of talk through it as, as we go. Um, so I've got written down here, there's the missed handball. Uh, if you've seen clips on Twitter, it was so obvious. Um, it was a corner, gets headed straight onto the Bolton player's outstretched arm. Referee's right in front of it, don't know how he missed it. Uh, and then we scored, but as Sonny Bradley wins that header and Washington puts it into the net, ref blows the whistle, uh, disallows our goal technically, uh, and then gives us a penalty. Um, 
I think it was Fozzie who got dragged down. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good decision if we hadn't scored, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit strange that you know he blew the whistle so early when we were still attacking a set piece. Uh, we've got Corey Smith's pen now. I've seen a lot of different angles and things. I think he was just inside the box, but I'll see what you guys think. Um, the red card for Wildsmith, obviously terrible mistake by Sonny Bradley, but the ball clearly hit Wildsmith's chest. Um, and Sonny Bradley getting rugby tackled by, uh, I think it was Adeboy Asia, who wasn't even looking at the ball at the end. Um, so we'll go through it in order. I mean, Callum, uh, the missed handball, I mean, it was so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, when you're going through Kendra Sambles, um, you can't get much clearer than the one that was there yesterday. I mean, his arms are out, uh, clearly struck him on the arm. It's then just a debate whether it's in or outside the box, if anything. Um, and then you're looking at the referee and going, all right, what are you going to do? And uh, the fact it was quite, he very, very clearly did not really know um so because he didn't wave it away profusely and and run off or anything like that he just kind of stood there and the trouble Mm -hmm. is is that 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 just brings on pressure to himself um but yeah one that was uh quite clear a a mistake to from obviously all the replays yeah and i mean chris quite literally seconds later more controversy is a ball comes in from hurrahan Sonny bradley wins the header at the back post and and washington turns it in you know the other side of the goal and Referee blows for the whistle. Bolton fans go crazy thinking that, you know, there's been a foul or something, but then he points to the penalty spot. I mean, again, I'm glad Hurahan scored, um, took his pen really, really well. But again, it's it's just another bizarre decision, isn't it? We've we've literally scored. He's blown the whistle so early. And if Hurahan doesn't take it right, we probably end up losing a goal there. Two words, Atwood Forest. I think we all remember that that day when Miles Addison scores a perfectly good header, the penalty is given and, Nan- and Nassim misses it. Atwell, yeah. <laughs> you said Atwood. Anyway, what it doesn't is- matter. Carry on. Atwood, sorry. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. I've got COVID. Um, yeah, and it just reminded it just reminded me of that because if, if he had missed that hurricane yesterday, I think we'd have all been suicidal. Um, it was just so inconsistent. You're not letting the, the game go. Um, I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, playing advantage. It was literally seconds, wasn't it? You could have let it go one or two seconds longer. Goal given, fine. Um, but yeah, it just screamed at well and Forrest. And it was, it, it took me back to a dark place, honestly. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, Jamie and then Corey Smith. I mean, ridiculous challenge. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I've watched it a few times. I, I can't make my mind up. I mean, it shouldn't even be a chance for them anyway, because, you know, quick throw in and how it's got there without us being able to to stop that, I, I don't know. But yeah, like you say, just silly to, to dive in. And how many times have we seen it over the past season or so that we almost dangle a leg and someone falls over? It's similar to um, the, ironically, the the Plymouth penalty that the same mm. referee gave last season. Um, whether it was in, whether it was not, I think we've seen quite a few this weekend that have started outside the box, continued into the box. So it's always hard for a referee. And look, we, we don't want to sit here and criticise a referee and say how bad they are. But the issue is we're talking about five or six poor decisions, really. So we're not we're not discussing one... Bad decision because look, they're they're refereeing League One. They're not at the top of the the pyramid by by any means. Um, 
but yeah, I think that one out of everything you've said, I think that that one's probably the one you look at and go, okay. Uh, but all of the others you've mentioned, um, as we'll, we'll talk about the next one, it just begs belief, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's just crazy. You'd think if if the referee can't see what's going on, surely his official should be able to yeah. to help. Well, speaking of his official, um, Wilds missed red card. Now, the ref didn't actually give this. It was the lino that gave it. Um, and the lino said, uh, obviously, Sonny Bradley, you know, missed his clearance, comes through. Wildsmith makes a brilliant tackle, a, a brilliant save with his chest, and then makes a, a third save just inside the box. It was actually amazing goalkeeping. Um, and the fact that he got penalised for it, Callum, is... Crazy. I mean, from from our angle, uh, it looked like it hit his chest. From the angle of the referee, which was, you know, pretty much the same as us. It wasn't far off us. Um, he was a lot closer to it as well. You know, I, I don't know how they've sort of guessed and come to that decision. Yeah, well, it's the same as the handball. It's that um, indecisiveness. I mean, you look at him and they're both looking at each other going, what are we doing? Um, and then you're looking at it going okay, what decision-making and process are you going to go through? And the fact that the referee looked at the lino straight away and kind of just didn't, and kind of waited there for a while, um, walked over, went and asked uh, the opinion, and then they both come to the conclusion of a red card for a handball outside the box for, for the goalkeeper. And you kind of go, for a, a decision like that, a game where it's 1-1, you've got to be 100% sure that that's what's happened and the fact it took that long to get to that point because um i saw on the replay um uh, when i watched it today the liner doesn't make any action to say that there's been a like he doesn't wave his flag and go and then yeah. playing on it seeing if they put it in the net and then he brings it back and goes yep red cards and there's an infringement but it's kind of like they just kind of don't do anything uh, and then it's that that's what's frustrating then obviously it comes out with the the replays which i hope that uh, have got to the guys at Derby because uh, I'd lodge an appeal straight away because it's hitting clearly on the chest. Yeah, and I mean, that that changed the game completely, didn't it? We had to sit back, we had to sit in and we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, and Chris, I guess the final refereeing decision, which was crazy, was was Sonny Bradley. I mean, he got flattened. It was right in front of me. I, I was in the stand, just you know, just probably about four or five metres away from it. And Bradley's trying to run into the box. Adeboyejo is not looking at the ball, he's he's looking at him and he's pushing him forwards. And as Bradley goes to run, he grabs him, puts his arms around him and drags him to the floor. I mean, the penalty we got in the first half was for pretty much exactly the same thing. Why has the ref bottled that? Do you know what really grates my cheese? It's because he'd already <laughs> given one in the in the in, in, in the first half. If he if he hadn't given it in the first half, I guarantee you he'd have given that one on Bradley. It was so clear and obvious, and it's yeah. It's, if that had been VAR, we'd have we'd have been given a penalty. Well, I dread to think what the score would have been yesterday if, if VAR had been in. Um, but yeah, it's just the inconsistency that really gets me. Um, and I said if he hadn't given that one in the first half, which he shouldn't have done because it should have just 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 been a goal given, he'd have given that one. And that's what's so frustrating. Yeah, and I guess final chat on referees. Let's get it out of the way and talk about the actual football. Uh, Jamie, I mean, we, we see this a lot, don't we? People asking, you know, should referees be mic'd up? I don't necessarily think so. 
Um, but should they be able to come out and, and explain their decisions and explain why things have happened? Because, you know, Charles Breakspear, I think his name is, he'll walk out of that game, absolutely no issue, and probably walk into another big game next week, uh, despite the fact that he's completely ruined a game of football. Do you think there should be a little bit more accountability? There potentially should be, but I think that needs to come from the top. I mean, Howard Webb is sitting at Premier League games when there's referee performances and they always pan to him and they go, well, what's he What's he kind of thinking? I think he's got to work through the whole pyramid of, like you say, being accountable. I don't necessarily think that they should have to come out and say why they gave a, a certain decision, but someone should look at that and go, right, this chap has got five decisions very wrong we need to, I'm, I'm not, I wanted to say punish him there. Um, <laughs> make, make him ref Derby again next week to punish him. Um, but there, there should be, there should be some form of a, an up and down in terms of, right, look, we've, we've looked at you through the course of the season. You've made X amount of mistakes on, on a, you know, on review. I mean, we're talking about professional sport here at the highest level. Okay. It's league one, but it goes right the way to the top. Um, and you just can't, I don't think there is any, there's any repercussions for, for referees making that many wrong decisions. And like I said before, you know what, if someone gets something wrong, fair enough. We're all human. We all, we all make mistakes and it's the hardest job to do out yeah. there as a, as a, a person running about on that pitch, especially with no assistance from VAR or, or linesmen that seem pretty, pretty rubbish at that level as well. Um, but I don't think that they should be able to get away. Yeah, get away scot three. I, I really don't. There needs to be some form of right. Look, we're going to have a look at this. You're going to have. You're going to sit the next week out, or at the end of the season, your performances were this over the course of the year. Somebody else's in the league below was better, so we're going to promote them. I think it happens. I just think it needs to happen to a more. It does happen. Yeah, it does more happen. degree. It needs to happen more because we've got some dinosaurs reffing at this level. Well, interestingly enough, you say that. Um, so, Breakspear was, I was speaking to someone who supports Northampton, um, and Breakspear was like known commonly as the worst ref in League Two. Uh, and he got a promotion to League One. And it's the same, that ref that we have for Port Vale, I can't remember his name now. Um, he got promoted to the championship. And it seems like the most incompetent ref to promote is probably teams voting and saying, yeah, get him out of our league as soon as you can, and pushing him to the top. Um, but yeah, right, enough of that, enough on refs. Let's talk about Derby. Um, I thought, to be honest, I don't think we were awful yesterday, and that might be controversial. I mean, I think it is. Um, <laughs> I think our game plan, Callum, was, you know, sit in, defend the box, which I think we did really well, um, absorb pressure and then try and hit them on the break or exploit them with set pieces and, and things like that. How do you think it played out? Uh, it's probably exactly how I thought it was going to uh, prior to uh, to seeing the game. I mean, when you're looking at, um, yes, we're Derby. We're not the Derby of old. We're in League One. We're in a competitive league and we're going away to a uh, top six, top two rival if we want to consider ourselves up there. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, going to, <laughs> you're going to not take your game to them and go and play them off the park because it ain't going to happen when um, they play the football they play. Um, and we, unfortunately, just have to accept that under Paul Warm, um, we're not a 90% uh, possession-based team anymore. We are 
defending uh, resolutely, trying to catch them on the counter if we can. We went 1-0 up. It was then a silly challenge by Smith to make us 1-1 going into half-time. If we had gone into half-time 1-0 up, game plans go into a T, and then you just got to then see out or try and grab another one in the second half. Um, it's just frustrating when you kind of look at it and go, you can see what we're trying to do. And I think we do, uh, did really, really well. It's just a case of just fine, fine margins. And unfortunately, um, people out of our control making decisions that obviously have affected the game. That's obviously meant that we've come away with it with no points. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we've got a comment here from, from David Clarkson who's put, did we get out of our own pen box in the first 15 minutes? Think playing against Brazil. Um, I actually thought we shut their fans up completely. Um, you know, we went we went quite defensive. I mean, we did that all game, didn't we? But we we sat back, we let them have the ball and we killed the game. Um, their fans were really loud at the start of the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, Chris, when you think about it, you go, as Callum said, you go away from home to a team that I know we're not in the best form at the minute, but they are a, 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 another promotion chasing team, um, as we are apparently. Um, and, you know, we, we shut them up, we shut the fans up. It, it, it makes a big difference, doesn't it, support in this league? Um, and, yeah, I mean, do you think that Warren's sort of strategy of doing that is one that will work throughout the season? Um, against the big clubs away from home, it was a fine margin. Yes, they won it. I mean, we've already spoken about a number of refereeing th th decisions that, that that were wrong. We'd, we could have quite easily come away from that game with a point or even a win, and we'd be saying, brilliant, Paul Warren's a tactical genius. Um, I've had, I was angry yesterday. I've had 24 hours to reflect on it. Um, and yeah, it was a game of fine margins. I'm, you know, Callum mentioned earlier, we're, we're not the derby of old that's going to go and go and dominate every game we, we, we play, even though, you know, yeah, I still want us to, to go and do that, but we've not got the players um, to actually do that. And Bolton are a very good team. And if they're not in the top two at come the end of the season, I'd be very surprised. Um, it's the inconsistency that that gets me um, going forward. Um, defensively, I've got no, I've got no, no complaints yesterday. Apart from um, obviously the incident that led to the Wildsmith red red card. It was a penalty and a very fluky goal. Um, and if you'd have given me three points for Bolton away and Peterborough away. Would I have taken it? Yeah, because it's better than it's it's better than two draws, isn't it? So it's one of them. I'm being a bit pragmatic about it now. I was angry yesterday, but um, yeah, I think I, th I think it will. I, th I think we'll get games again towards the end of the season where we're away from home against the top side, and that luck will go our way. So. Yeah, yeah, we hope. Well, we've got to hope so, haven't we? Um, otherwise, we'll cry every week. Um, mm. Jamie, I mean, something that um, I guess we've all touched on is the way we play. So, obviously, we we try and absorb pressure, uh, especially against the bigger teams, as, as Chris said. And, I mean, people don't like it, do they? Um, people don't like the fact that we don't have a lot of the ball. Um, a lot of the time, we sort of pick up the ball and try try putting the ball over the top and stuff like that. It's not the best to watch, but it can be effective. In your view, do you see it as a thing that people have to accept or should we really be questioning Paul Warren a little bit more? 
Well, the issue is, I mean, if you go to games and you're watching it, you can see, hopefully, if you if you understand football, the basics of football, you'll understand what we're trying to do away at, at Bolton. I think the thing is, is that fans, especially on social media, they're probably not at games. They're going on their phones and clicking onto things and going, right, it's nil-nil. Oh, wait a minute, we've had 20% possession. That immediately means that we're not in the game, we're not playing well. And, and yeah, it can mean that. But also, like you've, we've said there, we have a plan to go away to these teams and, and try and get something. Now, had we come away with a point, just to echo what Chris said, four points from those two would have been amazing. And actually, two points, I think, if you split this 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 week up and you go, right, we played Peterborough last week, and then this result is at the back end of December, going away to two places like Peterborough and Bolton and getting two points is a, is a really good return. So you just need to have a little bit of clarity on the situation. Let's trust in, in Paul Wall. I know that there's been a lot of, you know, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing and questioning whether he should be the manager. I think the issue is at the moment is it's so up and down. I think we just need to relax. Let's put it right against Pompey and just get just get behind them you know we've seen what we can do when we get behind these players we need to do it more at home we need to sort the, the home form out because i think yes it was our first you know loss away from home but we really need to start making pride park a fortress because i think that's where we're going to mount uh, a promotion bid in my opinion and i don't think we've hit the heights as of um, as of yet in in the home game so yeah, just just give just give Warney time. You know, let's see where we are at Christmas. Let's all relax. And I think, and I think a lot of Derby fans, especially on Twitter, sorry, X, um, that oh, I've don't seen, say that. They, <laughs> sorry, Twitter <laughs> needs needs to realise the only way you're going to get rid of Warn is if he walks. He will not be sacked. He's there for four years. He's on, you know, we cannot afford to sack Warren. It ain't going to happen. So let's just support him and go with go with the flow. So all these polls about getting rid of him, it's not, not, not going to happen. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, first few games of the season, I couldn't tell what we were trying to do. Um, I was quite frustrated. We still and can't, we're... but we ain't getting rid of him. So. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the thing is, um, I heard a great thing. I was watching the Arsenal game earlier. Uh, what a win for them, by the way. Um, and the commentator said, you, could, you they were talking about teams' identities. Um, and you can tell, when you can see what a team are trying to do, you can tell that the manager's getting the point across right. And I think, yes, Yesterday, you could see what we were trying to do. We were trying to sit in. We were trying to defend the box. Um, we were trying to absorb pressure. I think the first few games of the season, we couldn't really tell. We looked like we were sort of stuck between two different things. And I think we do have a little bit of an identity now, albeit not, a, I guess, a stylish one, but we do have one. Um, and that's given me a little bit more faith in, in Warren and his coaching staff. So, yeah, I think I think the message is, without sort of turning on anyone, it's, it's you know, let's back the lads. I think supporting everyone will make a much bigger difference than if people are fighting and turning on each other and, and stuff like that, because that's the last thing that the players want, the last thing that most fans want. So, yeah, let's uh, back the team, back each other, and uh, we'll get through League One together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we've got a comment from Ryan. That was, a much, that, was, that was a much nicer way of what I said, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was pretty much. Yeah. Um, well done. Uh, thanks, mate. Um, so Ryan Jono has put, is, well, he's talked about the injuries and, and that's something I've got written down. I mean, Rooney's injury, again, right in front of me, twists his knee. I think he might have done his ACL, you know. Um, Freaking but it, yeah, right in front of me, he was just trying to avoid the ball, the multi-ball system ball. He didn't want to land on it, and then he ends up twisting his knee. I mean, Joe Ward's had a bit of his heel ripped off or something like that. Um, pad, you know, yeah. Liam Thompson slipped over a ball in training and has pulled his quad. Max Bird chasing back at the last minute, done his ankle. I mean, we're not having a little look at the minute, are we, Callum? No, I think um, it's what is it? Let's say. <laughs> When you're looking at the look, it's either going your way or it's not. And with injuries, it's definitely not. I mean, the two-week break couldn't come at a better time uh, when you're looking at um, probably a couple of them maybe coming back um, into training at least. Barkhazen should be back fully. Um, then he's talking about potentially another couple of weeks, which is a little bit sooner than I thought. Um, so that's a potential. Um, and then you're looking at... Um, Again, two players for me, Rooney and Thompson, who I thought took their chance so, so well um, in getting into the squad. And bless them, they've just had the rotten luck and, and are now facing lengthy times on the sidelines, um, which could mean um, that getting in back into the squad could be very, very difficult because they took advantage of other players getting injured. Um, and now you've got Embleton, you've got Fauna in, in that central midfield position. So you, if they're performing well and Bird's back at the time with Horahan and Smith. Do you see Thompson getting back in there? That might he might struggle. And then obviously if Ward and um it comes back, you're kind of looking at it going, if he's starting at right back, um, will Rooney ever get back in at right back? I haven't, I don't know. So bless him, I think uh, it's just rotten luck. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but they have now got the Callum Bucock official blessing, so I'm sure they'll feel a lot better about themselves after that. Um, I, I I think holy water. That's all they need. Holy <laughs> um, well, it's interesting that you say that, and I thought it was interesting you picked Rooney there um, as a right back. I mean, we've spoken about this on the pod before. Um, it was quite funny because. Uh, we saw a lot of people moaning, you know, when we started you know, at the start of the season, we we're like, ditch the back three, go to back four. We never actually got rid of the back three. We just adapted it. Um, and I mean, Chris, Jake Rooney was a huge part of that because he can play centre back and he can play right back. So we had the ability to slot Mendes Langin in that right wing back position and, and give him license to sort of sit quite a bit higher up the pitch. Um, now with Rooney out, um, looks to be out for quite some time. That obviously brings Sonny Bradley back in the team, which puts Curtis Nelson, who I think is an excellent defender, back in that ball-playing role. I mean, where do you see it going from here, Chris? Because I'd be really interested to see how he shapes up tactically next game. 
if I'm being honest, Jake, I ain't got a bloody clue. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, when you said that, that it, it's not a back, it, that it's still a back three, but it's a edited back three, that that, that worries me. Um, but it comes back to the whole identity thing, doesn't it? It was still not quite sure in sep- in in September what identity we want, what formation we want. Um, and yeah, the the injury to Rooney yesterday, I think he would have been a big part of the next 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 few months. Um, but that's why I think I've got a credit warm for the transfer window. We've got the likes of um, Joe Ward coming coming back in, who can slot Keep it straight you on, in. Sorry, I've got COVID. Yeah, no, it. I think I think it's been a very tricky start to very tricky start to the season. I said you said earlier our, our looks not been there in terms of in terms of injuries. I'm still not convinced with the back three. I still don't think I'd be convinced with a with a back four i just don't think the players have properly settled yet i'm not sure we've they're not sure they know exactly what paul warren wants um and in terms of identity you know there's cheryl cole and there's and then there's Gemma collins and i think we're falling in in to the latter at the moment unfortunately (laughs) Oh wow! I, you know, there's some people that listen to this podcast that are like probably like 17, 18 years old, and they are not going to have a clue who Cole is, which makes me feel incredibly old. Um, Beautiful <laughs> specimen of, of a human being. <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah, Derby could do with a could do with a few of those um, after the the ugly way we've been playing recently. You see, see that was clever, oh, clever word. Hey, that's um, why Radio Derby want want him back. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Dom listens every week, doesn't he? He listens every week. Um, I mean, Jamie. I mean, you've touched on it already. Um, we, <laughs> I can't take this seriously anymore. Uh, we, we we touched on it already. I mean, Sonny Bradley. I mean, we've got some comments from David Clark. So I don't think he's Sonny Bradley's biggest fan. Um, I actually thought he played quite well yesterday, um, but again and he's done it again he always has sort of one catastrophic error in him why do you think i mean he didn't play a lot of football did he uh last year or the year before is that the reason like wh- why is he struggling this much i think that potentially could be a reason i mean that's the reason that i want to to believe and actually with the run of games maybe he becomes a little bit more solid and he gets to learn the the players around him obviously coming into a new club it's all it's very difficult and Sometimes you just think that if you're 29, six foot or however old he is, how old is he? About 30, 31? I don't know how old he is, Jake. He's in that I, profile, I isn't he? I don't know. I'll check as you speak. Yeah. So I think everyone just seems to think that that kind of player will come in and, and you know, set the world alight and be okay from, from day one. It hasn't worked out for him. I think potentially now our hands forced that it's got to work for him. So I think he'll be playing against Pompey, whether it's a back three or like you say, an, an adaptation of that. And, and like I say, we've just got to back him. I, I don't like it that, you know, we sign players and immediately write them off. Um, mm. we, we put him in the same category as Mike Tewirik and Raul Albentosa. Um, you know, let, let's let's build him up. Let's, uh, let's get behind him because we know that actually he's a good defender. He, he can't be a championship player for all those seasons and be a, a pivotal part of a Luton team that's climbed the pyramid. 
um, without being a, a good footballer. Is he a technically good footballer? Probably not. And that's probably where we need to probably get around him and, and help him out. Um, he'll head it, he'll kick it, he'll be solid, he'll throw himself in front of things. But I don't think he... He needs to be. He can't be put in those positions where he has to play a, a back pass or needs to play a ball into midfield. Because I don't think he's actually got it. So mm. I think we need to change our way a little bit so that if there is a player that is able to do that, then then they can. But I think if we've got Cashin in there, if we've got Nelson, they're probably a bit more bit more technical than than Sonny. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I just don't want to write him off yet. You know, I think he he looks. The he needs part, a carer, he? basically. Yeah, potentially. But then but then you look at, I mean, you look at uh, even in the Prem, centre-back partnerships, like Spurs bringing in De Vet, uh, Mickey uh, van der Ven. You know, suddenly Romero looks so much better because he's playing a lot alongside someone that's got a bit of pace that can actually play football rather than Eric Dyer or, or pick players that have played there in the past. And we've seen it with Maguire as well. You know, Maguire is not a brilliant footballer. But if he's, if he's alongside someone that can actually play Stones. football and all... Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly for for England. So, yeah, you don't always have to be the best technical footballer, but you just need to be part of a team that will help you out. Um, and when pre-season, when they're talking about what can your you know what can your player do for you that's by his side, I mean, it was probably more in relation to to running exercises. But I think that that needs to be used a bit more broadly. Like, let's be a bit more clever and let's help each other out rather than you know seemingly just leave each other in the lurch. Yeah, and I think you've said that really well there. I think, you know, I know, Chris, you made the joke about needing to care, but I think if you're a player that's not played for a long time, you come back in, you're low on confidence, you're making mistakes, you need your teammates and the management around you to put their arms around you, you know, to, to, to really back you. Because at the end of the day, if you want to succeed, you've all got to pull in the same direction. And if people are you know, turning on each other, uh, fans are turning on players. It's it's negative and it's toxic. I mean, you see it every year, teams that are towards the bottom of the leagues that always struggle. And, you know, when, when fans get on the players' backs, it, it makes them perform worse. And then sometimes the next season, they can go on to be amazing. You know, we saw it. I mean, Leicester's probably the most extreme example there is where, you know, the fans were on their backs. Um, then all of a sudden, they sort of turned it around towards the end of the season. They won the league the next season. Um, a lot of people are writing them off, I think. But you heard it here first, people. We are winning the <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. I think Sonny Bradley, lot... captain. Mate, to be honest, Sonny Bradley has proven himself in the Championship. He's proven himself in League One. If he can get himself fit, I can't see why he won't be brilliant for us. You know, and I really hope we'll look back at the end of the season and go, oh, how stupid were we? Like laughing about him and like you said, comparing him to the likes of Alben Tozer and his lost insoles and, you know, Dutch Mike who moved over and had probably the worst look of any Derby player other than Yushviak in history. Um, so, yeah, I, I think let, let's keep backing him. Um, I know it's frustrating, but, you know, give, give him 10 games. If it hasn't turned around by the 10th game, if we're not pushing for playoffs by the 10th game and we're not clicking, you can ask questions, but he's played what five games, so yeah, and he'll definitely play because we've got no one else. So. At the end, at the end of the day, we've we've said it last season. If they're wearing a derby shirt, we back them. It's simple as that. Mm. Uh, we've got a comment from uh, a man I've not seen before. He's called Vic Singh. 
Um, and he says, Paul worn in. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it, Vic. I like it. Um, and one of the things I've got written down here, Callum, um, that I haven't actually mentioned at all yet is, is Elliot Embleton. Um, so he came in, deadline day signing. Uh, he's on loan till January, which I thought was quite funny uh, He's because he's been out since last January. So it's a little bit of a, oh, you know, Sutherland going, oh, get him fit for us and we'll, we'll call him back uh, in Jan. Um, I mean, he looks like an exciting attacking midfielder. He's he's really two-footed. Um, I've not seen a midfielder as two-footed as that at this level for a long time. He, you know, controls games, scores goals. I mean, we, we've we've sort of complained about the midfield a lot. Do you think he'll add something? Uh, I hope so because he, uh, I mean, he carried my football manager save uh, two seasons ago. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all backing him and all for him. Um, I mean, when you look at his uh, ability for Sunderland, he got uh, it was a part of a squad that got um, uh, promotions. Um, I mean, the goal um, uh, was it in, at Wembley. Um, at Wembley, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, all the ultimate two-footed player. When you look at someone who can go left, right, and then pop a shot off from 25 yards out. We don't have that currently mm-hmm. uh, within the midfield. Conor Horahan is not driving forward and then popping shots off from 30 yards out or anything like that. So Smith, not happening. Uh, I mean, when you're the closest player you're looking that at far. that is... No. <laughs> I don't think he gets a nosebleed anytime he goes anywhere near the box. Um, but when you look at um, our midfield, they're all very, very similar. So we need someone in there who um, can be that number 10, number a, a positive eight, if you want to go that way. Um, mm. And uh, and I think if you think the midfield at the moment, a bit jaded, if that's fully fit, you've got Max Bird, Fauna, Embleton, that's a top, top, top League One midfield. I'll tell you what, I saw Chris uh, laugh there when you were talking about, uh, you know, number eights and, and things like false it's so nine, hard, positive right? eight, sideways elevens. <laughs> What's going on? Listen, listen, right? It's so hard. Is it just people, Jamie? People, is it just our age? <laughs> people listening to this, right? It's so tough to strike the balance of trying to, you know, knowing what you're talking about and coming across as one of those like Twitter tacticos. And you, you've got to really strike that like like middle balance, so you don't come across like a massive cloud. So I, I'm in your camp, Callum. Keep keep saying it, mate. I, I back you. We're, I'm with him. I just don't have a bloody clue what he's. Well, I don't have a clue. <laughs> hey, I, I, I could have said inverted winger and inside forward because I've just played football manager before I came on here. So it could have gone very very south very very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I prefer it was like a trequartista or, or a ganache <laughs> yeah. or you know just just throw some of the words that have no meaning out there. Um, so like Spanish restaurant. <laughs> um <laughs> i've lost where i'm going now uh and chris i mean um there's a player that i always love talking about on this uh on this uh podcast i was called a channel then um james collins um uh, my favorite moment oh. of the entire game and i burst out laughing like it was so funny was towards the end of the game where we played lovely intricate passing and we broke to the edge of the box. Collins picks up the ball on the right, looks up, what's he going to do? And he hits the ball so hard, it, he hits it into the upper tier of, of the Bolton fans on the other side of the pitch. He hits it so hard and so high. Um, and I thought that summed up his, his season so far at Derby. Um, I mean, we saw John Jules come on, thought he did pretty well. 
can you see a future for Collins at Derby? I was actually quite surprised not to to see him go, to not see him go. God, I hope not. <laughs> Poor Jake. Honestly, Jake. Honestly, I mean, let's let's face it. Elliot Embleton turned up. Um, he did his comp. He did his pre like signing conference. He had a face like a constipated rat, and you know, he looks more in 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 enthusiastic in a Derby shirt than James Collins, doesn't he? Already, I just I just don't get the bloke. He's one of those. He's a nice bloke off the pitch, you know. He's like that kid in school. Yeah, he's nice, but he's the fat kid at the back. He's not going to do anything. And he's had one too many chances. And to be honest, <laughs> just rip up his, up, 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 up his contract, please. I know I'm ill. I know I'm on one, you know, and they'll say, stop being, stop being so harsh. But James Collins, you're not a Derby, a number nine. Um, you've had your chance, and yeah, just just go to Burton, please. I feel James like some mega hypocrite. James Hyde, Chris is after you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, look, you. We I have defended him time friends. after time after time, and I've had enough. Yeah, I remember uh, end of season review, yeah. wasn't it? You, yeah. we sort of went in on him, and you really defended him. But yeah, I, I know. I, know I was mean. wrong. I mean, it, it is hypocritical because yeah. I said literally thirty seconds ago we need to back the players. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's there's questions. I think I think um, John Jules has got to be ahead of him in the pecking order, um, and Wagon and Washington as well. So Jamie, did the yeah. Rams need a, a kicker? Because I think James Collins could do a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, NFL just... joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we've got one last thing to talk about. We'll, we'll finish off the episode. We've got no preview to do for next week because um, we've got no game. Um, yours, we'll finish it? off the episode. It was me. Um, we, we've got nine points from our last six games, right? Um, Jamie and uh, Paul Warren. I mean, I know we've got a little bit more of a shape right now. The only team we've beaten at home is a team that's already sat the manager because they're rubbish. Um, we've had a pretty tough start. I mean, next few games, we've got Portsmouth, which won't be easy, but then we've got Carlisle after that, uh, and some winnable ones after that, too. Um, do you think he's under pressure? Do you, do you think it's a tough time for him? I think he's under pressure from fans because I think as Derby, just as Derby fans as a collective, we feel entitled that we should be top of the league and, and that's not really the way it works, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'd say when we when we haven't won games, there's been quite a few questions about certain tactics, formations, personnel, um, but then again, I mean, we went to Peterborough away and had one of the best away days and it was a, you know, a, a complete different story. So it is very, very topsy-turvy at the moment. Um, I, I just want some consistency through the team. I know that we're not going to have that with injured players. So it, it's hard. I, I think his, his hands are, are tied behind his back. And I, I hate saying that because I feel like since this pod's been going, we've been talking about managers that have had hands tied behind their back in certain ways. And, you know, he's now probably looking at thinking, right, well, Rooney's out. It's either Smith to right back, in my opinion, or you bring in Bradley and, and play a 3-5-2 uh, a again. So he's got a decision to make. And whatever decision he makes, because you know full well, if we start with Smith at the back, suddenly someone's saying, why is he not playing in midfield? And mm. there'll be certain people that are saying, well, we play Max Bardell in there or something. He can, he can do it. <laughs> Um, Derby fans, I mean, I, after we lose, I, I try not to go on Twitter in all honesty. Um, 
and if i do i end up i end up laughing more than than um you know being angry because some of the things that happen on there it's just absolutely crazy um and i used to be one of them people and i, I thought that over the course of the last couple of years I've, I've calmed down a little bit so um wait to see my tweet if we get get thumped by Pete, uh, by portsmouth but um yeah I, I i i trust him i trust him i think we've just got to continue to ride the wave let's see where we are at christmas we've got injuries maybe we can do something in the three agency um or, or the loan market loan market is it still available what's going on there I don't think that's a thing anymore, mate. I think we're no, a few no. years too late. Free transfers one. we can still do if there's we, some out there. We can. Free transfers we can still do. End of September, yeah. I think. Free transfers. Right. I'll tell you what, there's a striker that's out there. I mean, if we really, really need one called Chris, and his shirt, mm-hmm. if uh, uh, video watchers might be right there <laughs> behind me. Um, God, you gave me heart attack then, Jake. I thought it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> Yeah, congrats on the deal, mate. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, having colleagues. a look. Yeah, just having a look through uh, the comments because usually we do score briefs. We don't have one. Um, a lot mm. of comments about yeah, Collins is is basically done, um, and yeah, we've got to give him time. Um, I think that's what we've said a lot today. So, thank you for giving us your time, if you have listened. I know it's been a, a different episode today, what with no fixture next week, a bit of a crazy game, confusing game yesterday, um, and a lot of different talking points. Uh, if you did enjoy, uh, I think if you listened on Sunday, this is the last time you can vote for us in the in the Football Content Awards. So, you know, anybody that's watching or listening on the Sunday, please do get your votes in. You can find the link in, uh, in our bio. You can find it in the description of the video or audio. Um, it would mean the world to us if you voted um, because, yeah, we, we put a lot of effort into this. So, yeah, very grateful. Um, if you did enjoy, please, you know, like, subscribe, give us a rating. Um, we're very, very close to hitting the uh, five-star rating again on Spotify. Um, we had one negative Ipswich fan who voted it one star. Uh, so if we could get to 51 Jamie five having a star, stroke. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, um, I, for, for for audio, it's that negative eight again, isn't it? I don't know what he's doing. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Um, five stars. Yeah, if if we can get that five stars back up, that'd be really lovely, and I'd really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if you do enjoy, please follow us on Twitter, Rams Talk Pods. It's Rams Talk Pod everywhere. Get involved. Let us know your thoughts. Um, always love to get you guys involved. And if you do want to catch the live streams, they're seven o'clock ish every Sunday. You can get your comments in, and we'll discuss what you want to say. Um, so right, thank you so much to everyone for listening, and uh, cheers, lads. Uh, hopefully, a better one next time. Cheers, Jake. Yeah, cheers, we'll go Jake. again. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.